All right, everyone, welcome to the first uh, episode of the Data Disciples. So this is our initial uh, video cast podcast episode 001 uh, on January 14th, 2022. I'm very happy to be uh, hosting this podcast, co-hosting alongside Dennis Dariotis, CEO of GoBond. Dennis, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Dennis Ariotis, the uh, CEO of, uh, of GoQuant. It's great to be here and, um, well, I'm excited to be hosting weekly episodes with um, Kian and uh, in the uh, Data Disciples podcast. So, um, yeah, Kian, um, uh, kick it off. So, uh, yeah, like Dennis said, very glad to be here. Uh, I'm the strategic advisor at uh, GoQuant, Kian Ravenshit. Uh, you guys feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, essentially, the Data Disciples is going to be a podcast focused entirely on the world of data and uh, where it intersects with the world of finance, quant finance, of course, more specifically, sometimes as we uh, related to GoQuant's uh, product offering and service offering. However, we're going to cover topics, uh, you know, really far and wide uh, about how there's a craze for data uh, right now in the world about who has access to the best and most complete data sets and how that gives them really the power to, uh, you know, uh, do better business and make better decisions. And uh, at the end of the day to uh, improve their bottom line as a business or to, you know, uh, do better in their personal careers as well, just as uh, everyday individuals. So, Throughout, um, you know, every month, we hope to get out about four episodes and we're going to cover things like, you know, even cryptocurrency, uh, just the blockchain more generally, uh, NFTs, we're going to touch on fintech startups we think are super interesting. We're going to touch on our takes on even, um, you know, uh, big name companies and the cool moves that they're making uh, and just give our personal takes. So it's going to be a mix of everything. And we're going to try and publish, um, you know, on the major streaming platforms, as well as on our own YouTube channel. So to kick this initial episode off, uh, it's going to be pretty short and sweet. Um, I have a quick question for you, uh, Dennis, um, about GoQuant. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? First of all, for those of us who, for those of our audience who are just like randomly falling on our podcast, uh, maybe give them a little bit of background about uh, what GoQuant it is, is how it's related to this podcast and uh, you know, why you founded it. Right. So the motivation behind find, founding GoQuant was uh, mainly about democratizing the financial data space for both retail and institutional clients. So there are two perspectives uh, to, to take in here, to take into consideration. One would be the institutional side. So, Specifically for institutions, you have small to medium sized hedge funds and just um, independent research firms that are paying um, at minimum five to $10,000 a month uh, per data set. And if you're an institution that wants to publish this data or redistribute it, then you'll be paying above $50,000 a year per data set. And this is just for basic uh, pricing or fundamentals. So that doesn't even cover alternative data or, or even like ESG data, macroeconomics data. So 
we really wanted to take this as an advantage and, and we noticed this because, I mean, we were trying to build um, analytics platforms in the past and all the big name data companies were supplying us data for over five to $10,000 a month. So this obviously was not is not feasible for any startup unless you have um, millions of dollars in funding, in seed funding. So this was the motivation to, 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 to start GoQuant and, and democratize the financial data space. So uh, that's mainly for the institutional side. Now on the retail side, um, there are only a select few uh, amount of data providers that uh, that provide data to retail clients, um, and it's not even at a low cost. So the typical range could range from like $750 to $1,000 a year, just for pricing and fundamentals data. Now that's very basic. And nowadays, as, um, as it gets harder and harder every year to find your edge in the market and beat, and beat the S&P, um, you need to look to different data sources to, to, to get that edge and then to, and to better your investments and your research process. So that's where GoQuant comes in. So the motivation behind that was uh, twofold, price and uh, product offering. So our product offering, uh, we want to make it uh, viewable to, to, to all people, not just people who have a technical experience with computer programming, but also people who can, um, who just have a general interest in finance and investing while delivering uh, on, on that uh, data API to people who, who need that for their research. So algo traders or, or, quant, um, or, or quants to use this data to, to leverage their, uh, their research and, and better their investments. Fantastic, okay, good, great stuff. So um, basically, I guess, what we're trying to do is bring bring together you know some of what we wanted when we were trying to use um, you know big data sets to improve our money management strategies what we couldn't find we're like okay there's obviously a problem that needs to be solved here yeah so could you tell us a bit and elaborate more to, to the audience about uh, our alternative data offerings and and why that's so important to the end user Sure. So basically, you know, what we set out to do um, when we started last year is to build out a huge, uh, to amalgamate really as many data sets as we could uh, in the quant finance uh, space. Um, and essentially, it, originally, what we wanted to do was make every single data set that traditionally institutions only had access to available to the retail, um, the average retail user consumer of, uh, of this kind of data. Um, obviously that mission has grown. So now in 2022, our offering is uh, data sets, really anything you can imagine, even like uh, wine investment uh, data. Uh, so that's a kind of new um, industry. Don't have too much fun. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what we're really doing is like, uh, you know, capturing all sorts of information about, uh, let's say, Things like yeah, like uh, like wine um, purchase and sale patterns because it is technically an asset that can appreciate, as you know, um, as uh, you get into older vintages of some NFTs. rare uh, from rare producers. Yeah, NFTs. Um, we're doing a lot of, of work in trying to get uh, an edge in terms of information about uh, cryptocurrencies as well. 
Um, we're doing things like getting data about patent uh, filings, about uh, patent proceedings in general, um, government contract uh, awards and stuff like that. And uh, what we're doing is some cross-sectional analysis as well to see if we can correlate, you know, government contract awards to other trades such as insider trades um, uh, with uh, elected officials. So our data offering is quite expansive and the way that we're allowing users to access that data offering is also a little bit unique because other than the traditional way, which is through an API, um, like some of the other big data providers out there, we've also built out a data dashboard, which is obviously going to be very useful for retail consumers of our, of our product because they might not uh, need or want to, to deal with complex um, you know, programs that are basically command line based. Um, they can just view our sets um, through a graphic user interface and then export and, uh, and analyze that data in other uh, BI tools like Excel that they're familiar with. But also at the institutional level, we're freeing up the time of data scientists and data analysts to perform like uh, their own complex analysis on the data instead of just having to work, you know, days, hours, whatever, into getting that data into their own systems. They can just log on to our dashboard, which is basically a web application and uh, do what they have to do there. So uh, essentially accessibility, even though, like we said earlier, that that was the accessibility was the main reason that GoCon was founded by you. We have uh, really taken that mantra and applied it even as we grow, uh, where originally we didn't anticipate entering the institutional market. Now that's, uh, you know, the small to medium size is our bread and butter but we're still focusing really hard on maintaining uh, accessible data sets uh, as the thing that sets us apart. apart. Yeah, so uh, just to elaborate on, on the, the all data sets, the alternative data sets that we offer, um, some, some examples that, that, um, that are a use case that where our data sets could be applicable is um so i'm sure many of you might know that like nancy pelosi she's um she might as well be her own like hedge fund manager because like she's she's like <laughs> the top uh the top trader of the year um so i mean uh if you were to use gocon's data dashboard type in uh lockheed stock you can see government contracts um and and political transactions as well so members of the house and senate that are buying uh, that are buying Lockheed stock, uh, Lockheed Martin stock. So you could see uh, the price, the uh, corporate lobbying. So if Lockheed Martin is lobbying these politicians, you could see that through the GoCon dashboard. Now, let's say the uh, Department of Defense is right about to, um, they announce their deadline for who they're going to, uh, their, their budget for each defense contractor. So like Lockheed Martin, uh, Raytheon, Honeywell, the different companies. Now, through the GoCon dashboard, you could see, um, uh, knowing that this deadline, when it is, you could see if politicians are buying Lockheed versus uh, Northrop Grumman versus uh, Honeywell um, versus Raytheon. And according to that, so like, for example, Nancy Pelosi and several other uh, House representatives and senators loaded up on Lockheed stock right before the deadline was announced. And I mean, what happened? Her call options like skyrocketed in value because Lockheed was awarded an extra like couple billion dollars 
um, by the Department of Defense. So, I mean, the politicians knew this ahead of time. The insiders were buying as well. So like the the, the CEO of Lockheed, the, the, the different execs in, like of Lockheed Martin. So, I mean, knowing all this through the GoQuan dashboard, you would be able to apply this to your investments and um, follow the politicians, follow the insiders, follow the government contracts. And I mean, none of this would be previously available um, without, without GoQuan bringing this information to the forefront to retail clients. Uh, so like previously, as Kian said, it was mostly available to institutions and like high ranking institutions. So we've, we've uh, found a way to democratize this data, make it available for free to our clients and, um, and really help them better their, their investments. Nice. Nice. So obviously, you know, we're in like basically year two of operation. Um, and, uh, and there's, there's a lot that we, we, we have, we want to do, and we have to do, um, to get to our immediate strategic goals, but where do you anticipate, uh, GoQuan is going? What's the overall sort of vision that you have for the company and, uh, where you want to be in a couple of years, maybe compare it to some of our, uh, other people in our industry, other companies in our industry that are around the three to four year or four to five year old mark, um, you know, what do you see that's different in our future? Right. So the typical fintech startup or just quant finance startup, data provider startup in general, they typically end up being bought out within their second or third year of operation. So, I mean, offers range from like 20 to $50 million typically just for a company that's like making a million dollars a year in revenue. Um, so the, the big companies like Refinitiv, Faxet, Bloomberg, MSCI, S&P Global, they're buying up these small companies because um, they cannot compensate for that, like the lack of innovation that, that they can't create. Um, so, I mean, GoQuant, we're not looking to be bought out by a company. Uh, by, by a large company. We want to expand on our data offerings and we truly believe that we can become one of the premier data providers in the quant finance space um, while maintaining that, or while utilizing that alternative data advantage to, to our benefit and to our users' benefit. So another thing a lot of um, uh, data providers or fintech companies will do once they get a lot of funding from venture capital firms or, or just the big data providers in general is they'll cut out their retail offerings and only provide institutional offerings. So, I mean, not only, not only is this kind of immoral because you're shutting out people who are using your information and your product offerings, like just like that, just for, to make like a, just to focus more on the institutional side and, and hold this information to yourself. But you're also um, you're also like you're not making this information available to the retail client in general, which is really um, it, it's not it's not demonstrative of how we want GoQuant to be in the future. With our we believe that we can make a lot of room in the retail market, provide a lot of in, like uh, information and democratize the data space to our um, to our retail clients. So that's that's the goal in the future. So in the next two years, let's say. 
So we want to build on the retail side. Yeah, and also the institutional side as well uh, in parallel. So um, yeah, can you tell me about, so I've gotten many different questions about uh, GoQuant's data offerings and, uh, and, and a lot of people were wondering about our sales, our sales tactics in general. So could you, um, could you elaborate on that? Awesome. Yeah. So like sort of, you know, in 2021, obviously we were focusing really hard on getting our product to where it needs to be and, uh, working with a couple of, you know, small, um, institutional customers who supported, uh, are, are informed really our development because they told us what data sets were most important to them, stuff that they didn't have already. But now, you know, we're moving into 2022, we sort of back to sort of normal where we have in-person things going on again. Um, we're going to be at 12 different events, uh, at least in 2022 across North America and the United Kingdom. So, uh, soon we're going to be attending Battlefin discovery days in Miami which is on January 26th and 27th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be great. And then we'll be in, uh, we'll be in, in uh, Orlando. We'll be in, um, I believe, Austin. Uh, we'll also be in New York. We're going to be in London, UK, a couple other places as well. And uh, we're going to meet a lot of, I hope, a lot of uh, people in our industry and a lot of, uh, you know, customers as well. And then at the same time, you know, we're focusing a lot on setting up one-to-one -one live demos um, over Microsoft Teams, Zoom, whatever. Um, we're getting in touch with people on LinkedIn. Uh, we're asking people really to reach out to us, even with suggestions, specific data sets that they're really interested in getting, which are either, you know, cost prohibitive or that uh, they are, um, you know, not able to get with whoever is their current data provider. So we are open to building custom data sets and we're also open to just uh, stitching together um, two or more data sets and performing an analysis on behalf of our customers. So I um, know that our sales team is setting up a lot of um, these calls um, with people online and also uh, making sure that we can get uh, in-person meetings as we tour around the different data conferences this year. Um, I also forgot to mention San Francisco, um, so that essentially everyone can, everyone can see really, they can show us what they're currently using as a solution to consume data for their firm. And we can identify the pain points and tell them exactly where we think, you know, if we think our data dashboard can do better, which from what I've seen, I'm convinced that it's really a winning product, but I want to put it in front of people. Uh, and through, I think, the first quarter or sec first two quarters of 2022, we're also letting people get on the data dashboard completely, you know, uh, no strings attached, uh, test it out, see if it works for their people, and then get back to us and tell us what we would need to do, any improvements we need to make so that we can make sure that they get onboarded uh, permanently. So, again, I invite everyone to reach out to us, to GoQuant, uh, LinkedIn, other social media platforms. But also just to follow uh, the data disciples as uh, we get started, exciting journey. This this episode has been a little bit more business oriented, just so we can tell everyone where we're at and uh, and you know how um, how uh, how we anticipate things moving forward for the company that's really behind this. But in the future episodes, we're going to for sure focus on some more general topics. So with that, um, I'm going to sign off. Uh, thank you for listening to our initial episode 001 of the Data Disciples. 
I'm Ken Ramshad, co-hosting with Dennis Ariotis, uh, who's the CEO of GoQuant Capital. Thank you.